welcome to this week's episode of Moat 9. That's M-O-A-T, the number 9. I don't know if you've had a long week or about to have a long week, just finishing up a long week, in the middle of a long week, whatever the case may be. The show's finding here. Let's get into it real quick. Shout out to my boy over at Taco Avocat here in El Paso. Also my boy at Coffee Box here in El Paso. Not official sponsors, but they have each contributed in their own way to the show. Thank you guys very much. And for the intro music that I have now been starting to use, this one is called Phrase Print by Josh Pan on YouTube. Check them out. Let's get into the episode, but real quick, you're probably wondering, I want to start my own podcast. How do I do that? Well, funny you should ask. Welcome, everybody, to episode 30 of Moat 9, M-O-A-T, the number 9. It is, let's try this again. Remember when I used to do this way back at the beginning? February 21st, Sunday, 21st, Sunday, February 21st, 2021, the second year of Corona. Um, Guys, I am crazy tired. I think I mentioned it last episode. I might have even mentioned it the episode before that. I had a crazy two weeks. I won't get too into it, but first week was school slight break for lunch and then work all week. Then I worked the weekend. And then this past week, I didn't do the school thing, but I did work and it was crazy busy. So I've had pretty much 12 days straight of working, five of which included school. I'm tired. I had yesterday and today off and I need an extra day. Giving genuine thought to, you know what? Let me rephrase that. I'm not giving genuine thought. I, I, if I had a little more courage, I would call in or call my boss tomorrow morning and be like, I need another day. It's crazy, but it puts my other coworkers in a tight spot and I don't like doing that. And I'm a bit of a coward, so I'm probably not going to. And it's it's partially because it's not so much the cowardice, a little bit, I'm not going to lie, but it's um, my sense of obligation, like, that I could push through. I can, I, I feel, I, I can push through. If I really wasn't feeling it, believe me, I would call in. But I, I, I think I'm just being a little bit of a wuss. I just want to push through and just, I have next weekend off as well, so I'm taking it whatevs all right anyway so um i should always figure this out before i start the episode but just so you guys know what this is like fly by the seat of my pants type thing i don't really script this i probably should i've mentioned that before i probably should it would be a lot better show probably probably not um you shut up um i need to stop saying um so much a good buddy of mine told me that when i got his criticism for my show and I've been trying whenever I remember. I try to keep it in mind and apply it, but hasn't been working so far as you can obviously tell. So, um, <laughs> I'm tired, all right? So I'm going to try to keep this, like I always say, short and sweet. Probably not going to happen, but um, let's give it a shot. Let's do, I'm going to do the the Instagram first because the movie that I saw was, 
I, it's fresh on my brain because I just finished watching it like 20, 30 minutes ago. It's fresh in my brain. Uh, it's Run, Hide, Fight. And I'm going to try not to get political and I'm going to try not to rant about it, but I, I probably will. So I'm going to end with that. So let's do the Instagram stuff first. Um, first up from TV Movie Land, all one word on Instagram. Um, they posted about the first look. Uh, here's your first look at, I apologize if I mispronounce this name, but Hiroyuki Sanada. Um, Sanada, sorry. Hiroyuki Sanada, uh, a scorpion for Mortal Kombat. For those of you that are fans, uh, this new movie seems to be like the original on steroids. Like, I think they're really going for it in the Red Band trailer. For those that don't maybe know, um, there's regular trailers, and like 99% of the time they make them PG 13 or PG, you know rated for everybody but the red band trailer is literally like a like you know how at the beginning of the trailer it has that green low that green screen with the words or whatever the, this one's red literally red and it's called a red band trailer and it's the rated r trailer of the movie it's gonna have blood and guts and uh, violence and cussing uh they don't play them in theaters uh, but they, they, you can find them online. And this, the one that I saw was a red band trailer for Mortal Kombat, and it looks pretty. They're they're sticking to the source material, like they're going for it. So, for you Mortal Kombat fans, um, this might be the one, man. They they might have they might have knocked this one out of the park. We'll have to see. Uh, moving on real quick, updates dot in dot cinema uh, posted. Oh, this one I saw this trailer for. It's called The Toll. Um, it is... It's another monster movie. It's kind of like um, The Candyman or Freddy, where Freddy Krueger, you know, A Nightmare on Elm Street, where if you say his name, you conjure him up, that type of thing. Uh, it This one. But it, it also takes... It combines that with... The Hills Have Eyes type movie where you're in the backwoods and like you're in his country now, boy, and that type of shit. So it's that, but supernatural. Like it's crazy. He's called the Toll Man or something like that. Um, it the the trailer looks pretty interesting. It's got a little bit of Blair Witch thrown in there, and probably naming a lot of old movies for you young heads out there. But um, it looks it looks interesting. I I. I've kind of given hope, given up hope on some of these horror movies, scary movies, whatever they're called, because they, the trailer seems to, I think whoever they're hiring for some of these trailers do a great job because they edit it to where they're showing you a lot of times the trailer ends up being more interesting than the movie ends up being. And I'm, Thinking that might be the case here. It is from Sabin Films and Sabin Sabin. They have a tendency to put out some decent horror-ish movies. So, I don't know. They they might do well, but I'm not. I'm interested, but I'm not going to hold my. I'm not going to get my hopes too high. Because I think they might let me down. I don't know. We'll see. It's called The Toll. You can find the trailer online. Go to updates.in.cinema to check it out if you want. 
Um, and then this one is movie.updates247. 24-7, of course. This is news. Uh, the rights to Netflix, Jessica Jones, and The Punisher have officially been reverted back to Marvel Studios. Marvel and Disney are now free to use the characters in any future projects. And then it... Oh, there's another part I didn't realize that Marvel Studios has full control of all Netflix characters such as Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, The Punisher, Kingpin, Karen Page, Foggy Nelson, Bullseye, Trish Walker, Misty Knight, Bushmaster, Colleen Wing, Steve, uh, Steel Serpent, and more. So, uh, you know what? Honestly, I was not a fan of The Punisher. It... The first season was pretty good. The second season just turned into more of a clandestine ex-paramilitary thing. Like, it just turned into a more militarized version of Jason Bourne or some shit. I don't know. I just didn't... I didn't... I wasn't a big fan. Daredevil, I was. I, I liked. It was pretty good. Um, I wish they had done something a little different with Vincent D'Onofrio as Kingpin. I Honestly, I did not watch Jessica Jones at all. Did not watch Luke Cage at all. Did not watch Iron Fist at all. I should probably go back and watch him. A lot of people like him. I should probably go back. But um, hey, the the rights are back at Marvel Studios, so they can use them however they want. The Punisher in Marvel Studios' hands, I think, would be pretty sick. The Defenders is maybe another franchise that they can start building towards. I think they'll probably stick to the shows, but we'll see. We'll see what they do with those. Um, for an, another one from TV Movie Land. Oh, sorry. I, I gag when I even see his name. So when I say it, I'm probably going to gag again. Um, Tim Burton. Oh, oh, sorry. Tim Burton to direct live action Wednesday series picked up by Netflix. And it's Wednesday in quotes. It's the, the daughter from. Oh, my God. The Adams family. So Tim Burton to direct live action Wednesday series. Picked up by Netflix. So Netflix is going to have a series about Wednesday directed by Tim Burton, which I know just made a lot of you horny because a lot of people like Tim Burton. A lot of people like the Adams Family. Um, I, I should probably make an entire episode about who I hate more, Tim Burton or um, I was going to say Joaquin Phoenix, um, Quentin Tarantino. Who do I hate more, Quentin Tarantino or Tim Burton? I hate them at this point equally. I'd have to really sit there and analyze which one I hate more. But anyway, uh, Tim Burton, blah, blah, blah. Smallville creators, Al, I'm going to butcher the name, Al Gog, Gog, G-O-U-G-H, and Miles Millar, Millar will write and Burton will direct. Okay. I don't know if he wrote... A lot of his stuff. I know he directed, but I don't know if he wrote a lot. So, a lot of people like Smallville, so that 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 writing team might actually be pretty good. Uh, the series being described as a sleuthing, supernaturally infused mystery, charting Wednesday Adams' years as a student at Nevermore Academy. Ugh, I didn't read that until now. Sleuthing, supernaturally infused mystery. Uh, Wednesday's attempts to master her emerging psychic ability thwart a monstrous killing spree that has terrorized the local town 
and solve the supernatural mystery that embroiled her parents 25 years ago, all while navigating her new and very tangled relationships at Nevermore. A monster hunting Wednesday Adams? Huh? I'd rather see a TV reboot more in line with the movies from the 90s, but okay. I guess that's their, the TV, that, that account's personal <laughs> touch there. Um, I don't know if it's just a coincidence. They have a picture of uh, Christina Ricci from the movies. So I don't know if that's a hint that maybe she's going to be in it as an adult. I don't know. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of the Adam. I enjoyed them. I I really love the character of Gomez. I'd love. I had a. I actually had a bit of a crush on Angelica Houston as Morticia. I absolutely love their relationship. They're they're so fucking awesome. The the love that they have for each other. Uh is it's really cool. I I like it. Uh I wasn't a big fan of Christopher Lloyd as the brother. I forget his name. Fester. Uncle Fester. Mm. The movies were the, you know what they might have been Tim Burton as well. They probably were come to think of it. Uh the, the, maybe that's why I didn't like them. I did not they're not the great I I, I didn't hate them but hey eh. Uh, so, but for you, Tim Burton fans, for you, Adams Family fans, this is probably right up your alley, and I'm genuinely happy for you. I I hope it goes well. I hope it's, I hope it's good for your guys' sake. I'm not gonna watch, but I hope for your guys' sake that it's pretty good. Um, another one from updates.in.cinema. Ghostbusters Afterlife. Officially rated PG-13 for quote-unquote supernatural action and some suggestive references. Uh, what can I say? I'm not, I'm not too crazy about the, the trailer that I saw for Ghostbusters Afterlife. I, I was hoping for something more uh connected i guess to the original movies the last ghostbusters with the all female ghostbusters and it just i it's honestly forgettable i don't really remember much of it at all uh i don't know it it was it was good it it wasn't bad but it just didn't have the ghostbusters feel to me it, it's almost like I think I'm a bit spoiled with Marvel because, I, th like I've said before, I think they do a lot of fan service. I think they, they care a lot about giving fans what they want and, like, callbacks and stuff like that. And I don't think this last Ghostbusters really did that. I think, it to me, it felt more like they were given the rights to Ghostbusters and they they were totally trying to make it something different and not connected enough. In my opinion, I don't know, I might be wrong, but this one feels the same way. Just it, it has the Goonies feel because it, it's going to seemingly revolve around kids. I love the Goonies, of course. Um, guys, I there's, it surprises me how many people have not seen that movie. I'm going to go off on a tangent here. Go back and if you liked, especially if this is an old movie for you young heads again, but or movies, 
if your parents haven't sat you down and made you watch these movies, there's something wrong with them, and you, you and them, you need to get that fixed. E.T. and Goonies. Great movies. Somebody actually found a way to merge those two, and it's called Super 8. It is Goonies and E.T. put together. Great movie. Fantastic movie by not Joss Whedon. Who's the other guy? Ugh, Bad Robot. He did J.J. Abrams. Jesus. Um, there's a lot of lens flare for, for you people that hate lens flares. Uh, the cinematography, there's a ton of lens flares. But great, 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 great movie. Um, th- this is the, It has that feel in the sense of it's kids, so it has that Goonies feel. Um, I'm gonna watch it. It's Ghostbusters. It has a Goonies feel, but I'm not. I don't have high hopes. It doesn't. I don't think it's gonna be good. Moving on. Oh, lastly, Rotten Tomatoes. Ah, this one. I think it's more me again. Hopeful, but this is another trailer on Rotten Tomatoes account on Instagram. It's called Come True, and the best way I can describe that basically what it is is they're getting volunteers for this experiment where they can interact with people while they dream. And it seems to me like she has a nightmare that basically comes to life because of this experiment. It's basically, it's the feeling I get yet again, another old movie for you guys. It feels very much like flatliners, but instead of death, it's sleep. The visuals and what they're going for is very creepy I liked the trailer, so I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully, it's pretty good, but it, it, it's pretty creepy. I got, I'll give it that. It's called Come True. Look up the trailer. All right. So there's the Instagram stuff. Let's see if I can. Well, how far are we in? We're like 20 minutes in. No, probably less. It says 23, but I need to edit a lot of stuff out. So we're going to say it's probably closer to like 18 minutes, somewhere around there. Anyway. All right. I'm going to try to keep this short. I'm tired. I want to go to bed. And I still have to edit this stuff. Oh, I work so hard for you guys. Love you. Run, hide, fight. Let's give you some background for those of you that have, don't know about it, haven't heard of it. This movie is from The Daily Wire. The Daily Wire apparently is the right wing, is a right wing website maybe i don't even know to be honest i don't know if it's a media thing it's if it's a news channel if it's just a website that has all this other stuff but it's the daily wire i think they they take donations to keep themselves going so it's funded by conservative right-wing republicanish people um for that reason, when I heard that it came out, that it was funded by them and Ben Shapiro's uh, tied to it, I think he's an executive producer. I really didn't want to, I didn't even want to see the trailer because I, for as much as people think that I lean right, honestly, I don't lean either way. I think both are full of shit. Um, but like I said, I'm not going to get too political, but I, just as much as I find the left stupid, I find the right stupid. So when I heard it was a Daily Wire, I'm like, ugh, I don't. It's gonna be super, super gimmicky and rhetoric, and I, I just don't want to bother. 
but somehow I, I think it was coming up on either my Instagram or Facebook like quite a bit and I saw the trailer and it's totally my type of movie the basic premise and I'm just giving you from the for now I'm giving you from the trailer so that it's not a spoiler but then I'm going to get into the review of the movie itself which is going to be full of spoilers um, hit pause go watch it come back and finish the episode but please come back uh the premise is it's um it's a it's a school shooting and the young lady that stars in the movie um she's she's caught in the school in the school shooting and she can run hide and then she turns around and decides to fight you know um and that's basically it. it. It's it's your typical action diehardish movie, like another old movie. <laughs> that's the theme of the this episode, apparently. Uh, it's your typical action movie of you know somebody's caught in a, a precarious situation and decides to take on the bad guys all by themselves. This just happens to be a, a high school senior, and okay, so. As you can probably guess, it's getting a lot of criticism because it's a school shooting. And unfortunately, very unfortunately, we've had way too many. And by that, I mean, even one was too many, has been too many. And so that's the criticism that it's getting. I think on Rotten Tomatoes, it's even gotten like super horrible reviews. I make no qualms i flat out have said before i believe i don't know if i've said it on the show but i've definitely said it in real life uh with friends and whatever or anybody that'll listen to me rant about movies i I think rotten tomatoes reviews are absolutely atrocious i don't i might look at it to see what the audience is polling on a movie but i will never ever pay attention to what they're official critics like the critic score i couldn't give two shits about the audience one i i kind of i'm like okay that's what the audience supposedly i don't know how true it is maybe it's skewed maybe it's not but i i'm like okay that and i i find it interesting to see the difference but um uh the reason that i say that and i I might have to make that a, a whole other episode but it was um yeah, see, I just looked it up. Oh, my God. The reason I say that about Rotten Tomatoes is because um, I watched Transcendence with Johnny Depp. I might have mentioned it on the podcast before, but I watched Transcendence with uh, Johnny Depp. The critics shit all over it, and I remember reading a few, and a few of them were like, oh, my God, Johnny Depp plays the worst villain ever, blah, blah. And I'm like, bro, you did not. You have no business critiquing this movie, reviewing this movie, because you didn't even get the point of the movie. Johnny Depp was not the villain in this movie. They, I can see how they kind of headed in that direction, but when you get to the end, you should realize he, in fact, is not the villain. So at that point, I was just like, obviously, these critics are stupid. And I've read some other ones. I can't even think specifically of which ones, but... They're so pretentious, and so, it's it's those people that they went to college to get degrees in journalism or 
writing or whatever the their degree is in so they just just spew these it's it, the rhetoric is blah 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 and big words and ugh, it's so fucking pretentious it, it's just how can i I'd learn i learned that big word my freshman year of college and i'd been dying to use it, it that's how it comes off to me it's I, I might be over exaggerating but it just seems so stupidly written and just ugh, it's so annoying it, i find that so annoying even with um media now when you click on a link to go to an article they get you to go there which is what the point is with the title but then you start reading it's like uh doctor finds potential cure for cancer in toe fungus it's like okay wow that's okay let's see what this is about well the origination back in 1942 the origin of uh, toe fungus and i'm like oh my god i don't need a history lesson on the word toe and fungus and it's just this long stupid article that almost never gets to the point that seems to be how these critiques are written anyway rant sorry um <laughs> on rotten tomatoes the audience score out of a thousand ratings Okay, which is not a lot. I thought it says a thousand plus. I don't know how many that would be, but it says a thousand plus. It's it's at a ninety three percent from the audience. Ninety three percent from the audience. All right, from the critics, twenty nine percent. I'm sorry, that is ridiculous. I it, it's there's I I'm almost tempted to read some of these actual reviews, but I'm not going to. Oh, it's his top critic. <gasps> I'm gonna read one out loud. I'm gonna read one out loud. Let's see, let's see, let's see. Oh, it says full review. Let's let's go with the the, the blurb, the quote unquote. Miss Deborah Ross, the spectator, top critic, has a star by it and everything. She says, I haven't read this beforehand, so I'm this is a this is a live reaction. The film has no psychological depth beyond offering up the occasional cliche. One of the shooters was bullied at school, for instance. I mean, she's not really wrong. Well, and that part, on the cliche part. No psychological depth. I don't know, man. Because it got... It got... I don't know. You'd have to watch it. I, I think it. it's not... It is not the best written movie in the world. I'm going to tell you that right now. But the film has no psychological depth beyond offering the occasional clue. I don't know. Yes, you know, that this is the type of person that's reviewing it. Eh. Oh, here's one that says about Die Hard. That's what I was comparing it to when I saw the trailer. So somebody somewhere one day had a thought. What if Die Hard except a school shooting? And not only did they immediately check themselves for other symptoms of lead poisoning, but thought, yep, that's a winner. This is a top critic. Jessica Jessica Kiang is that an I? Yes, that's an I. Kiang, the playlist. I guess that's who she writes for. One more, one more, guys. One more. Let's do one more. It often feels like an insanely poor taste experiment. I don't know about the poor taste. Okay, we'll get into it right now. Robbie Collin for Daily Telegraph in the UK, another top critic. 
It definitely leans right. The Daily Wire, from my understanding, leans super right. Um, the movie itself. Um, being fair, I think if I were accused of leaning left or if I was far left, I would totally say that this movie is very, very pandery to the right. Um, that gun toting, we can save everybody with our guns type thing. Um, I could see that, but in my opinion, it's not as bad as it could have been. They, the one thing that I did notice in the movie is that they do a lot of cliche, not cliche, but they do a lot of fan service for right wingers. Like there's a lot of stuff that there's a lot of sayings that they use about gun rights and stuff like that. That's thrown in there for like that thumbs up of like, this is for you guys, which I thought was cheesy. Um, it's not the best written movie in the world. This is not going up for an Academy Award. It, I don't believe it's meant to. I think it's meant to. I, I believe it's meant to pander to the right. But reviewing it as just a movie, which I'm trying desperately to do and I'm failing miserably. I've definitely seen worse movies. It kept my interest. It was written well enough. Um to keep my interest to see what was going to happen. Uh it's it's very much a, an actiony movie, not not too heavy on the realistic. There's sometimes where my fiance sitting there watching it and she towards the end there's one uh villain, one shooter left. He's got a revolver. He's already fired off like four or five rounds. And there's a cafeteria full of kids, and he's the only one left. And she's like, oh, my God, why don't they all just rush him? Like, even if he has two shots left. like, And I'm like, uh, they, 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 uh. there's such a thing as fear, and fear tends to paralyze people. And it's, it's a herd mentality. Like, if everybody's kind of, if nobody takes the initiative, it's not going to be a group conversation. And uh, But anyway, I just laughed at her. I was like, oh, my God, baby, you need to relax. Um, but, yeah, it, uh, honestly, it is pretty pandery. I, of course, like I said, I've been accused of leaning right. So, I don't know. Maybe that's why I didn't shit. I'm not shitting all over it. It could definitely have been written better. Thomas Jane is in it. The I don't want to say the original Punisher, but the Punisher from like the mid to late ninety, late nineties, early two thousands. Um, I don't think his acting was that great in it. They they could have done more with his character. I don't know if he was necessary. Maybe he's like a super right leaning gun nut that wanted to be in it and part of it and trying to kind of give it some credibility. Um. It's definitely a B-movie, something that a lot of people probably would just miss. I'm going to tell you right now, if you lean left, if you are super far left, if you have um, strong feelings um, about school shootings in the left-leaning sense, uh, probably stay away from this movie. It, it's, it, it is, like I said, pandery to the right. It leans super right. Um, the, even to the point where 
I don't know if they did it on purpose, but it's one of those damned if you do, damned if you don't things. They're they're very very inclusive with the um, how they casted it, how they wrote it. Um, they have. I think it's a credit to them, I, but again, maybe they're just pandering. Uh, but I gotta give them credit for like the, a lot of movies that are, as some people like to say, whitewashed and. Now they're starting the whole because of the Black Lives Matter thing. There's a lot of um, uh, directors and studios that are just saying, you know, hey, let's do like a, a, a let's Black Panther, like let's really black producers, black executives, black actors. The score is like all black. Um, and I don't have a problem with that. It it is what it is. Like Black Panther was a fucking fantastic movie. Um, but this one is, I think a little like, again, ah, I didn't take it as desperate, but I can see how people are going to be like, oh, that's so desperate. Like they threw everybody in there just to seem like they care about people. I, I, I thought that it was pretty well done. They have, um, most high school movies that you see, everybody's thin and the one or two overweight kids that they have are being made fun of. They don't do that in this movie. There's like, there's, I don't want to say a ton, but there's quite a few overweight kids and they're not really being made fun of. Um, they're not the butt of jokes or anything like that. That's not, it's not that type of high school movie. The main character is a female. Her quote unquote love interest is a black guy. Um, there's this high school is super diverse. Like I saw Asians actually come to think of it. I don't think I saw any Mexicans. Um, and I'm Mexican of Mexican descent before some people try to cancel me for even just saying that somehow. Um, uh, yeah, there's like, there's Asian, uh, there's, you know, black kids in there. There's like I said, it's a white female. That's the lead. Um, among the cops, it's the, the sheriff, like the main guy, he's a white guy, but the, his second in command, the one that's right there with him is a black female. Like the, the diversity is there. Like they, they didn't really leave anybody out. They didn't whitewash it. I don't think. Um, but it, it, it they're, they're kind of, they came a point where I was watching them like, okay, apparently they checked off boxes here. Like they made sure that how can we not, not piss off the Mexicans? All right, there we go. Got the Mexican in there. How do we not piss off the Asian? It seems like a, a little bit of a checklist. Um, like I said, with that, with some of the lines that they use, um, it, it's, yeah, I, I, I'll admit it's pretty propaganda -y rhetoric pandering um but as far as a movie I, I can see how people might make that argument um i'm not gonna totally disagree me personally as far as just a movie forget the left right stuff um it was okay uh it starts off at the beginning pretty graphic unnecessarily graphic in my opinion um i could see a, a lot of people turning it off right at the beginning like i said if you lean left at all I can see a lot of people turn this movie off at the beginning. It it starts off like what the fuck? And both me and Cinder, we're not really squeamish, and we don't lean left. We don't. Uh, but even we were like, goddamn, that was that was a bit much, like almost unnecessary. 
So, um, yeah, that take take that with the grain of salt and take that how you will, guys. If if you're easily offended, eh, it's probably not the best movie to watch. Um, I it 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 was. I'll, I'll say this: it was difficult for me to watch. There was a couple of times up until like the halfway point when they they're 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 making references and they're referring back to some of the school shootings and as a parent i put myself in that position and it just uh, it was it was tough to watch you know they they have where they're having the kids call parents and stuff and just i can I, i'm an empath and i imagine that some of those phone calls have actually happened and oh man that it's 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 not easy to watch um if you have if like i said if you have pretty strong feelings about the subject it probably wouldn't be the best thing to watch um i don't regret seeing it it's not the worst movie as far as a movie it's not the worst movie ever made definitely not the best not very well it's not written super fantastic it's not bad and it flows okay but um yeah, it's a tough one. I don't know. You guys will have to judge for you. Watch the trailer and judge for yourselves. If it and keep in mind, it get not super graphic, but yeah, there's some stuff in there that's tough to watch. Ninety three percent from the audience. I don't know. I I I get the feeling that maybe people that look up those type of or vote on those type of things, maybe they're right leaning because ninety three percent. I don't know about that. Twenty nine percent from the critics. No, I don't know about that either. It's it's somewhere right in the middle. It's not great. It's not horrible. Uh, take this review for what you will, man. Judge for yourself and check out the trailer and see what you guys think if you want to watch it. Uh, that's pretty much it, guys. Uh, what else can I think of? Oh, <gasps> WandaVision. Oh, my God. I'm already going into third past 30 minutes on this. <gasps> WandaVision. Guys, WandaVision, it was good. They finally revealed the villain. Ah, you know what? I'm going to say this real quick. I don't think that's the full reveal of the villain. I think, I don't know, man. I'm super excited because, and I forget her name right now, Agatha or something. Um, She's heavily, heavily tied into the Fantastic Four, which got me super excited she has ties to Mephisto, and there's another demon god thing that she supposedly worships, I think, or something like that. I'm really hoping that it's Mephisto. It would be, it would blow my fucking mind if it was fucking Fantastic Four. I am desperately, desperately waiting for Doctor Doom to make it into the MCU. Um, I think Doctor Doom is, oh man. I could. I should probably do an episode on just comic book villains. I think Doctor Doom is. Let's see. I'm gonna do this real quick. I'm gonna try to do this real quick. Let's see. Up up there, of course, is Lex Luthor, Joker. Um. No, I'm gonna have to sit and really think about this because I can't even think of the villains right now off the top of my head. Super quick. Um. Spider Man's villains. Doc Ock. Eh. Gob Hobgoblin. Eh. Uh, Wolverine's Sabretooth. No, you know what? I'm going to have to really think about I think Dr. Doom might be up there between Dr. Doom and the Joker. 
it might be Dr. Doom, bro. Um, so anyway, that was WandaVision getting super. There's two episodes left, guys. Just two more. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna see. I have a buddy of mine from the smoke shop that um, he's apparently like a Marvel geek. I'm gonna try to get him on for the f- uh, after the final episode. My uh, the your our good old boy Nathan. He hasn't done an episode with me in a while, so I don't know. Maybe I can convince him to do like a Zoom thing between the three of us. But they don't talk that much. I don't know if. I don't know how that dynamic would work with them. Maybe I'll just do it with this other guy by myself. I don't know. I'll figure it out, guys. But I'm super excited about this. Um, presumably after uh, WandaVision ends, the Winter Soldier and Falcon is supposed to start the following week, I believe. That's going to be crazy. Um, so that's what you probably have to look forward to next week is... Uh, the eighth episode of one division and i don't know what else i have lined up more instagram stuff obviously and then from there i don't know so we'll see guys as always thank you very much for listening love you guys be good to each other peace oh my ass hurts so bad Thank you guys for taking the time to listen to the podcast. If you have any thoughts, comments, suggestions, or questions, uh, you can reach me at moat9, that's M-O-A-T-N-I-N-E at gmail.com. Also go to linktree, that's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash moat, the number nine, where you can find the links to all my social media accounts, um, Instagram, Twitter, etc., as well as uh, the other podcast platforms like uh, spotify google podcast apple podcast overcast breaker etc whatever um i would greatly appreciate it if you could hit that subscribe button on whichever platform you are listening on and as always thank you for listening please be good to each other love you guys